0: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Some of you are old enough to know it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superman. Better known to his colleagues at the Daily Planet is Clark Kent. Imagine Clark Kent waking up one morning and forgetting he was Superman. He he slaps the snooze button on his alarm, crushing it into the size of an itty-bitty envelope. At breakfast, he slaps his mug down on the table, sending it through two inches inches of splintered mahogany. He yells in frustration at an article in the sports page, and he cracks the thermal pane window in the dining room. He also ruptures his wife's, Lois's left eardrum. She collapses in agony beneath the table as he heads back to the bathroom. In the hallway, he brushes against Clark Jr., cracking a collarbone and breaking three ribs. On his way out the door, he swats the cat off his favorite chair and welds the unfortunate feline against the wall. He slams the door and tears it off the hinges. He kicks a bicycle off the sidewalk, planting it 25 feet up into the neighbor's tree. How in the world could Clark Kent forget the awesome power he possesses as Superman? How could he not see the fear, the panic, the pain in those around him and not realize something is radically wrong? The same way our culture can witness the brutality of broken homes, incinerated cities, murders in the morning news, corruption in our federal government and not grasp the importance of maintaining proper respectful personal civility there is awesome power for good or for bad in the way we treat one another we continue our study through first peter as we address the power of personal respect we pick up our study in first peter chapter 3 first peter chapter 3 Verse eight, to sum up. You say, well, that's a short verse. (laughs) That is the first phrase, but I want to camp there for just a moment. To sum up. To sum up what? Remember, Peter has been discussing respectful relationships. Citizens to government, slaves to masters, Wives to husbands, husbands to wives. Now he moves from the specific to the general. To sum up, to conclude, finally, in summary of this discussion on relationships, Peter says, I have an overall exhortation that relates to every relationship. The precious apostle then lists six Attitudes in scripture, which should be present in every relationship. How can we be civil and respectful to those around us? First Peter chapter three, verse eight, to sum up. And then we continue in that verse. To sum up all, no exclusions, no exceptions. No excuses. To sum up, all of you be harmonious. The word harmonious is actually a compound word in the Greek language. And when you translate it literally, it says same thing. To sum up, let all of you be same think. What in the world is Peter? talking about. Well, he's saying believers should be united in one mind, in one attitude, in one action. Now, there are occasions when we may disagree, but Peter is reminding us we are to disagree agreeably. We must exercise cooperation in the midst of diversity. Peter is telling us, instead of focusing on all of the things that you do not have in common, focus on the one thing you do have in common, and that is the relationship you have with Jesus Christ and the commitment you have to advance his kingdom here on the earth. Instead of looking at all of the things that are different, look at the one thing you have in common. Don't focus on the diversity, focus on the commonality. Focus on the one thing that all of you can agree on, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Focus on that, focus on that unifying factor, that which binds you together, that all of you were sinners in need of a savior, but God loved you, Jesus died for you, Forgiveness from your past and hope for the future has been available to you, and you have claimed that, and you now cling to that, even in the midst of all of the adversity and the hostility that you are facing, don't let that hostility and that adversity divide you. Let it bind you together. Be be harmonious. Be united in one mind, in one action, in one attitude. Stay focused on the one thing that binds you together, the gospel. The Apostle Paul had said the same thing to the Philippians. In Philippians chapter one, the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Philippi, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. You're to conduct yourselves in what manner? Worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come to see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are, here it is, standing firm in one spirit with one mind, having one goal, striving together for the faith of the gospel. In a world that seeks to divide us, cling to the one thing that unites us, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The prophet Amos wrote, can two walk together unless they be agreed? We must, we must, we must be united in our convictions and our goals. That conviction, Jesus is Christ. That goal, the advancement of his kingdom on the face of the earth. Now think about it this way. Our world is so divided. When you and I are united for the advancement of the kingdom, the world cannot help but take notice. As the old adage declares, united we stand, divided we fall. To sum up, let all of you be harmonious. And then he says, sympathetic. Harmonious, united in action and attitude, same thing, one-minded. And then he says, "Sympathetic." We are to be united by the truth, but we also, Peter says, are to be ready to sympathize with those who are in, who are hurting. The world, word, literally means to suffer together. Paul wrote to the Romans. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. But when we think of sympathy in our culture, we generally think that means, well, just feel bad for them. No, the word that Peter uses is far deeper than that. He's reminding us sympathy moves us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those around us. We hurt for them, but we hurt to the point of wanting to do something about their hurt, to ease their pain. And Peter says it moves us to action. So so the concept of sympathy is not just feeling, but feeling that moves us to do something about it. Then he says, brotherly love. And we know the word Philadelphia. Literally means brotherly love. But some of you may, like me, have grown up in a family with siblings where there wasn't always love. (laughs) There was fighting, there was conflict. I, I have one brother just a couple of years younger than me, and we would fight like crazy. But understanding what Peter's saying, here's how it worked in our household. I may pick on my younger brother, but nobody else better pick on my younger brother. The word literally means love like brothers ought to love (laughs) with a unselfish service toward one another. And then he says kind-hearted, tender-hearted, a heart that is sensitive to the needs of others, a heart that feels deeply for their pain. Then we continue in verse 8. To sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. We are to do what we do with a humility that does not draw attention to the deed, but the motive behind the deed, to reflect Christ and point people to him. In verse nine, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. As my parents used to tell me when I was young, two wrongs don't make a right. We don't respond to evil with evil. We don't respond to ugliness with ugliness. How would God expect us to respond? How does God desire for us to respond? Well, Peter tells us right here in verse nine, we are to pray for those who hurt us, we are to be kind toward those who hurt us, and we are to be quick to forgive those who hurt us. Why? Because that is exactly what Jesus did. If you've been walking through 1 Peter with us, you, you will recall that 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 tells us, for you've been called for this purpose, there's that word again, purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. When we respond positively to negative people, when we handle with cheerfulness Difficult people. When we reflect Christ in front of difficult people, we build future blessings from Christ. How do we know? That is the promise of God. Continue reading there. Peter says, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead, for you were called for the very purpose. Here it is, that you might inherit a blessing. And then Peter quotes the 34th Psalm to reinforce what he has just said in regard to general relationships, how we should treat one another. The one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears attend to their prayer. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Psalm 34 is a wonderful reminder for all of us that God sees all. He knows all, and he punishes or rewards based on what he sees. So love passionately, care deeply, forgive freely. Exercise your incredible power to change the world around you by how you treat those around you. That is how we advance the kingdom of God through personal civility. We'll see you next session. Once again, let me thank you for joining us on this journey through God's Word. We know your time is precious, and so we consider it an incredible privilege that you've chosen to spend it with us. As I have shared before, we'd love to hear from you. Knowing how we have encouraged you encourages us. Recently, I had an individual say, I said in front of my computer, with my Bible, with my notebook, with my pen, ready to learn from God's Word. If you're watching uh, on YouTube, you can leave a comments note at the bottom. We'd love to see those. Or you can reach us. Our email address is wordpowermm at gmx.com. wordpowermm at gmx.com. If watching this ministry and learning from God's word has encouraged you, please tell others about us, whether they watch us on YouTube, find us on Instagram or on podcast. We'd love to know that we are being used by God to help people go deeper in their faith. God bless you. And again, thank you.